0: to Shop Girls. This is Harmony Kaplan, and I am happy to be here live and in person and all that sort of thing. Um, Allie is not here today, but she's fine. I just, you know, nowadays you feel like you have to make sure everyone knows that, you know, everybody's healthy. Um, but I have a special guest, and I'm so excited because he hasn't been here in so long. Grant Whitaker, our favorite Shop Boy. The
1: Shop Boy is back. Can you believe it? you know how
0: long it? it's been?
1: It's been since February.
0: Is that right? End
1: of February. Yeah. The world
0: kind of stopped.
1: It did. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: so, I mean, I'm awfully happy to see you.
1: I am happy to be here. We are not
0: only socially distant with plexiglass. (laughs) Right. Parked. Far away from me in the parking I lot. I did. He wasn't taking any chances.
1: Well, no, were you know,
0: protecting me or yourself. Which I option? wasn't
1: sure what your lipstick color was going to be today, oh. so I I didn't know if I should <laughs> risk it. Okay, well, I I'm,
0: I think we're all good. And... I love that
1: the plexiglass gives you a little bit of like shine and shimmer. Oh, does it? It's almost like Vaseline on the lids. I like that.
0: I reached for a Kleenex for getting the plexiglass. I think within. it's more
1: like the Sharon Stone feature. <laughs> Very much.
0: I reached for Kleenex, except thank goodness it wasn't my head. It was just my hand. And I. You were trying
1: trying to smack me again. I I knew it. (laughs) You were trying to keep me in line.
0: Oh, yes. Um, Well, we've got a lot to talk about uh, at 1130. We have a special guest. Natalie, pronounce her last name for me. Moros. Moros. Yes. And she's in charge of
1: Black Fashion Week. Black
0: Fashion Week. And so we're going to talk to her at 1130 about an exhibit that's happening at the Galleria. And so that'll be very interesting to hear all she has to say. Um, I did want to start with talking about Ruth Bader Ginsburg because
1: a good way to start.
0: Yeah. um, It's, it's been a a tough few days watching all of the ceremonies and, and all of that and, and what a loss it is. And Vanessa Friedman wrote a wonderful column a few days ago in the New York Times. And she started, I I just have to quote some of these things and, and talk about them because she started out by saying that in 2014, um, Justice Ginsburg did something that none of her male colleagues were ever asked to do. She gave a tour of her office closet. Right. She was having an interview with Katie Couric and uh, they were looking at all of her collars that she is certainly famous for. And so she opened the doors and she showed all her black robes that were on one side and then all of the elaborate collars on the other and was explaining that they're from all over the world and all of that. Um, and Vanessa Friedman said in her later years, Ginsburg's later years, the collars served as both semola. Well, I can't pronounce that word. Semology and semaphore. They signaled her positions before she even opened her mouth. And they represented her unique role as the second woman in the country's highest court, Shining like a beacon amid the dark sea of denaturing judicial robes, her collars were unmistakable in photographs and from the court floor. And she was certainly known for those. Um, She said she Ginsburg said that she knew that the standard robes were actually made for the male justices and so that they would show their shirt and tie. Absolutely. And so she and Sandra Day O'Connor, who had been the first female justice thought it would only be appropriate to include part of their robe as something that was particularly feminine. They weren't, they weren't going to obscure the fact that they were women. And I love that. I mean, I liked her line about that. When will there be enough women on the Supreme court? And she said, when there are nine, the whole court. In other words.
1: Well, but I like how the fact of the matter is that it it started with something that was a little bit more about making it just feel like it was something for her and it was personal. Right. But then it also started becoming more about her statements. Yes. Or how she felt or what message right. she was trying to portray. Depending
0: on on what whether she was dissenting or she was agreeing she wore collars that differed. And uh, Mary Lou Luther, who was a creative director of the Fashion Group International, said that She was a champion of women's rights. And she said, it's lovely to see that she's championing, champion, uh, that's not easy, championing ladies' rights. It's okay to be a lady. You don't have to be a CEO in pantsuits.
1: Well, that's true. I thought
0: that was a nice way of putting it, too. That, you know, you can still be feminine. You can still, she enjoyed fashion. And obviously there is no doubt that she was a great student of the law and a very serious woman, but it doesn't mean that you have to be one or the other. You know, I think that that was the main thing that, that they were saying. And,
1: well, and it's interesting. I mean, when we look at, at, you know, what's just happened, you know, where she's set her place in history as well. I mean, when we even through COVID, when we talk about trends right now, right, the skirt suit is one of the biggest things like on the market right now. Yes.
0: Yeah. Uh, she she concluded in her article with saying to pay attention to what a powerful woman wears is often dismissed as a way to denigrate her. But not to pay attention in this case is to disrespect the attention to detail that marked Ginsburg's work in all of its dimensions. <clears throat> and I think that's a really good way of putting it. You, you can, I think in this, um, the world we live in, Women still have to be concerned about, oh, what, you know, what will people think? And if I wear something that's very feminine, does that take away the seriousness of what I do? And And I think she pointed out that that doesn't have to be the case at all.
1: You can do more
0: than one thing.
1: Well, and point of view and intelligence don't necessarily relate to your gender.
0: Oh, absolutely true. Why did you, did you look at me in a funny way when you said that? No, I just, you
1: know, I just, I think what a monumental woman who obviously just worked relentlessly to be smart and intelligent and empowered in her position. And really, you know, those are a lot of tough decisions oh that goodness. you have to make yeah. in, in that position. Absolutely. So, you know, so much respect to her and, and what a legacy to also yeah. leave behind.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, speaking of other you know, tumultuous things that have happened this year, um, we know how hard retailers have been hit. Absolutely. Um, with the pandemic and with all of the unfortunate civil unrest that there's been. And I, I, this was a, a nice thing to read. And I was reading, of course, in Twin City Business my favorite. Your go-to. Yes. Tcb. It's like, .com. like your Bible. <laughs> if I didn't say that, my daughter would have a fit. Um, anyway, the Mall of America is actually opening space up for some of the retailers that have really been hard hit. They're giving a temporary home to, um, I think it's like 17. There are 17 17, 17 vendors, yeah. Yeah, and they are. They had to apply yes. for a... a Piece of property, so to speak, in in the mall. This is all going to begin on October first. They've opened up five thousand square feet of space on the second level, and it will the space will actually have a name. They're going to be calling it the Community Commons, and it's going to be open through spring of twenty twenty one. And it, it's where um, what was the name of that? It was a beauty... O'Reilly Rose. Yeah, yes. a beauty retailer. O'Reilly yeah. Rose. And so they're going to occupy that space. It'll be kind of, it's an open floor plan so that they can uh, all be in this shared space. And the mall will also provide marketing support for them. They said that they will fe- be featured on their website, social media, and through traditional media opportunities. And they all had to apply. So, I mean, there were obviously several that, that did apply for this. Well, I think
1: it's, I mean, it's such a great story. I mean, especially turning something that had was once a a rather large, beautiful space and making practical use of that. I mean, they also get the space from the first of October, literally all the way into spring of 2021.
0: Yeah. When hopefully things will be better. And also hopefully they will have established themselves. And, uh, And I think the idea that they will have customers that are different from what they are used to—they're—they're going to be exposing themselves to a lot of well. And there's always—I
1: mean, Mall of America is also really known for their foot traffic. It's more of an impromptu sale that you're also getting there. Yeah. So great timing. I mean, Uh, within the article, that's what a lot of the store owners were saying. This is going to be a completely different audience for us.
0: Exactly. Uh, The owner of Heritage Tea and Beverage said the temporary move will be a great opportunity to promote my brand. Both of her store locations had been shuttered in recent months. And so this is going to give her a great opportunity. And the Mall of America is excited, you know, with the possibility. I, I can't tell you that I'm familiar with these stores. I mean among them there's one called For the Love Bell and Virtue Collection, Ebony Gifts.
1: Yeah, I mean there's a lot of these are there are a lot of stores. I agree with you too. I had not heard I mean like the Peach Eatery, you know, Twiggy Fresh, I mean Urban 29. I mean, and these are a lot of also smaller businesses, right. I think, that would normally... The good thing about this is they probably would normally not get this opportunity.
0: Exactly. And I think the exciting thing is that they are new stores. Right. And, you know, so they'll be... that They're new for the customers going out there, too. Which well, and they're thinking of
1: it as, like, creating this really new vision of a co-op for these people as well. Right. You know, I love that it's being called, you know, like community commons. I think it's perfect. That's, That's what, what we it all is. need, isn't it? Absolutely. All right.
0: Well, we have to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about holiday times and what's going on with Halloween and all that kind of stuff. So don't go away. You're listening to Shop Girls on My Talk but One. You are listening to Shop Girls on My Talk 107. 7-1. This is Harmony Kaplan, and I'm here today with Grant Whitaker. That's me. Stylist extraordinaire. Yes. And all that good kind of stuff.
1: Uh, yeah, still keeping it together.
0: I, well, I'm glad to hear that. It's not easy these days. You know, I was a little worried about coming in today because, you know. Because
1: I you come, thought my appearance would be off?
0: No, I knew mine was. You know, oh, and no. I worry about you judging me, Grant. No. You know, I mean, I don't, you know, I come here and I go home.
1: I and just thought so, you were going through your Jane Fonda phase.
0: Oh, oh, that hurts. That really hurt because I don't think she looks as good.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. I think oh. she's hot as ever.
0: Oh, do you really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Thank you. Well, you,
1: I could have been talking about her aerobics days. You could have. <laughs> See? Yeah.
0: Okay. We'll just leave it at that. Okay. Let's move on. You know,
1: um, as shop girls, we okay. have some chatter, don't we? Yes, yeah,
0: a little bit of chatter there. <laughs> you know, um, Halloween is coming. And this should probably not be a Halloween like any we have ever known.
1: You're going to be a goblin again?
0: What would you say? You're
1: going to be a goblin again?
0: Well, I don't have to get a costume because I'm already a witch.
1: (laughs) Me too. It's all (laughs) good.
0: Works out well. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, uh, Party City is finding this to be a really challenging year. Uh, They had a real decline in their sales last year. And this year, probably, you know, even more so. They are going to open, this is really scary and sad. It is. They're opening just 25 pop-up stores under their Halloween City banner. Yes. Um, This is 91%, a 91% reduction
1: from from the number that they had last
0: year. I mean, that's just sad. Um, They still plan to hire like 20,000 temporary employees, but that's down also from
1: what it had been last year.
0: And, you know, they'll, they're trying like everyone else to do curb service and online pickup and, and that kind of thing. But it makes a difference. I would be very, now their competition is feeling this too. Obviously spirit Halloween. They are there. They're actually um, partnering with Instagram so that they can have contactless delivery. Sure. Uh, but according to the National Retail Federation, spending on Halloween overall is estimated to decline only slightly, which I think is really interesting. They're expecting there to be $8.5 billion in sales for the year. And last year is $8.78 billion. Right. So, you know, I guess people are still doing costumes and all of that. I'd be really curious. It's if a good time, time to be our, masked. Yeah. If any of our. Yes, it is a good time to be masked. Um, if any of our uh Listeners want to call in and tell us what they think about Halloween or what I would they're love to going to be doing. Know
1: what people are planning on doing for Halloween? Yeah,
0: the number 651-641-1071. If you have a take on it, we had a real interesting thing happen at our house the other day. In the middle of the day, um, the doorbell rang, and my husband went to the door, and there were two little boys. This is September, like it was twenty third, twenty fourth, with a bag, and said we're going to be at our cabin on Halloween. So could we have some candy? And it was like, what? We, first of all, we don't really have any yet. But <laughs> I, and I saw them going to everybody's house. And I thought, you know, even if it was the 30th of October and you're not going to be there you the next You didn't want to night, share your good dive of chocolate? <laughs> <laughs> no. But I mean, don't you think that's a little weird for parents to have, Sent kids out just on a random day in September. Well, maybe
1: it wasn't the parents. Maybe it wasn't the parents. Maybe it was the kids just having fun.
0: Uh, No, I don't think so. Really? Not from what my neighbors tell
1: me. (laughs) Oh,
0: (laughs) that's a whole other story. It sounds like a good
1: marketing plan, though, for them.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was kind of weird. But anyway, I I don't know if there will be a lot of parties. I think people they, they expect that people will still decorate. Homes, which has become a big thing.
1: Well, but you know, I mean, I I would have to think that a lot of these, like like a party city, those types of places, you know, in terms of people doing things, they're going to make a lot of business based on the fact that smaller places are also not operating right now. Yeah, Yeah. you know, we we Guthrie, like the whole Guthrie costume department, and you know, costume rentals, they they're no longer operating
0: at all. Yeah, at all. I mean, do you think people? I can't imagine they're going to have parties. And I just well, I really can't figure out what to do. Like if kids come trick or treating, I'm thinking maybe I'll just put a bowl of candy. I love Halloween. Yeah, and absolutely. I love Me to too. answer the door and see all those cute little kids in their right. costumes. All the 16 year olds. Yeah, no, the little ones <laughs> are are really cute. But I can't decide if I just put a bowl out.
1: Well, you know, here's the thing: is if you if you decided to go out and put your mask on this year, you could probably go out trick or treating just mm-hmm. fine. I'm short enough? Yeah, <laughs>
0: I can get away. <laughs> but I just wonder if people are are going to do that. The ten year old anyway,
1: if- outside is probably she's she's really in character. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe I'll, I'll try that. Um, well, on another note, uh, with the holiday season coming, Target knows there are going to be a lot of customers coming. And so they are uh, planning to hire 130,000 holiday workers. And a lot of them are because of all of the special drive-up services and delivery and curbside, all of that. Uh, So they plan to double the number of employees that are used for the drive-up and order pickup. And while they're still training uh, other associates for, you know, the busiest periods of time. But they're also hiring more people for their warehouses, and also I thought it was interesting there they are they need more people just to disinfect carts, yeah and um to meter the the um, foot traffic and hand out masks if customers don't have them now are so, you
1: you're doing a lot of curbside a lot of pickup
0: that's the only way i do you know I was in a store for the first time, and it was only because I Well, it's a whole long story, but I can't stand my refrigerator. Got it. What can I tell you? It's freezer on the top and the refrigerator on the bottom. And especially since I had back surgery and all, I can't get down and see what's on my shelves. Right. And, you know, if anything's in the back, you can't see it at all without practically getting down on your knees. Doing gymnastics. Yes. (laughs) I've had to learn a a whole lot of tricks. So I actually, my husband and I went to Warner Stallion. And I was very impressed with, you know, everyone had masks. They had everything, you know, separated six feet apart. They even had, if you signed something, they had the clean pens and another uh, jar for the dirty pens. Yeah. So I, you know, I'm and it. It's not busy either. Allie and I have talked about that, that it's a really good time to shop at local stores. It and is. Small stores. They're, they're, you just feel somehow a little safer. There aren't a lot of people at any one time. And they just seem to have their acts together in terms of you know. Well, mask it's pers- and all. those
1: stores and those boutiques. They take personal responsibility exactly. for their stores. Yeah, yeah, exactly. absolutely.
0: So I, I think that that makes a difference. So, um, but that's that's my big foray into stores. Otherwise, yeah, curbside pickup is, is well. The way and Target has
1: made. I mean, they've made great business during this time.
0: Oh, it, it's it's gone up like two hundred and ninety percent yeah absolutely like so it's, it's crazy yeah or right, we have to take another break but when we get back we will have a special guest from that we'll talk all about uh black fashion Week.
1: exactly so
0: stay tuned you'll hear more of shop girls right after this
1: especially with your current singing career going <laughs>
0: yeah. um you are listening to shop girls on my talk 107.1 everything entertainment this is harmony kaplan along with grant whitaker
1: Allie's voice got a little deeper this week yeah
0: it certainly did a whole lot deeper um we have a special guest on the line right now and her name is natalie morrow natalie are you there I am there. Well, hello and welcome to Shop Girls. Hi, Natalie. Hello.
1: Obviously, hi, you Grant. know Grant.
2: Yes, and I thank you first for having me. I, I, I so appreciate this. Well, we're happy to have you.
0: And, I, you know, I think to begin with, Natalie, can you just explain a little bit? Because I know you launched Black Fashion Week Minnesota in 2018. So can you give us
2: a little background into that and how that all came about? Yeah. Yeah, so I also, I, I own the Twin Cities Black Film Festival. That's been around for 18 years. And within that festival, it was a four-day festival, we used to do what was called the Hollywood Fashion Show. So it was basically kind of, um, it was themed with regards to like, you know, paparazzi, we would do different things like that. Mm-hmm. And so it really became a lot to do within the festival. And we kind of focused more on um, a couple of different panel discussions. So then I decided that, I still want to do this. And so we pulled that, the fashion out of there. And then I thought, well, maybe I should just do a full fashion week. And so (laughs) that's how I did it. So I started it, um, and thought we would do a total fashion week. I really wanted to try to see if there was a lot of talent and if it would, we pulled different talent out of the woodwork. And that's what it did. You know, people were kind of excited that it happened. And, you know, then we started getting to reach out to us so now it's full-fledged into our third year well and what's exciting you know is
0: to see that it's grown and of course this year has made things a little different i would assume (laughs) Uh, very different (laughs) i know that you had one event already but what and i think grant's working on the one at uh, galleria with you, yeah, correct? We're,
1: we're yes. working in conjunction with Natalie, yes. Yeah. So okay. The Galleria, Natalie have, has, of course, a number of great things going on, so we were really honored to be able to partner with her in a gallery.
0: Well, I think that's great. Can you tell us about that, Natalie, will you? The, what's happening at the Galleria?
2: Yes, yeah, so I I am very honored also. Um, we are partnering with the Galleria to, to bring forth Black Fashion Week, Minnesota, the fall of essence exhibit and what that means is that for the month of october uh the galleria will exhibit uh designers that black fashion week minnesota has picked or selected for this exhibit to to see their the space or to see their um garments for a whole month and these so are super, all super excited these all local designers all local designers. Oh, that's great. And, and that's the, the beauty of it. It really gives people an opportunity for great exposure, um, you know, different demographics um, with regards to the Galleria, and then just letting people see what they're able to do. And, you know, it hopefully it will drive business to not only the Galleria, but also to the designers that are actually being displayed. Of course
0: where is this going to be exhibited at the galleria
2: so it's the old gabbard oh
0: it's so, so funny the old gabbard
1: it's yeah i mean it's the old gabbard space i mean the the exhibit um you know i i work with the galleria often on a lot of their you know special events so right. i've been able to work on this in conjunction with natalie and there are 11 amazing designers and like these huge windows I mean, Natalie and I were chatting this morning. I mean, the backdrop that's being built for yeah. this. I mean, it's a beautiful installation. It's more like a Barney's installation.
2: Oh, that's exciting. Yeah.
0: What Yeah, what, are the clothes, you know, are they all, are they daytime?
2: Are they formal clothes? Or is it a combination? It's a combination. Um, there's a lot of um, different designers. We have... Um, uh, Houston White, which is HWMR, so a lot of people may know him. Um, but there's Tiger Martin. He does business suits and suits. Um, mm-hmm. We have Jumi's Corner. We have Luxury Collection. Um, we have the Luli Collection. Um, these, she's a Somalian designer. She's amazing. So we have all these different uh, designers that are, are doing things that maybe the city, the Twin Cities, doesn't know about. And that's right. the whole beauty of this. Uh, is to really showcase their, their talent and their design.
0: That's what I think is so great because I think, I mean, I personally have to admit I haven't heard of some of these designers and I Mm -hmm. think to have that exposure in a place like the Galleria is going to be absolutely great. And so this this will open
2: on October 1st. Yes. And go the entire month for the entire month. Um, Uh, to october 31st and yeah so we're super super excited about this okay and you've got another event coming up
0: on as part of this on october 3rd at rosedale so can you
2: tell us about that Yes. Yeah, so Rosedale, we're doing Black Man Magic. This is our one of our signature fashion shows we've done for the last three years, and these are designers that all they uh, work on are men's clothing and men's garments. And so we have three uh, three male designers and one female, uh, Ashley Nicole with gilded roots and predominantly men's clothing so this will be an opportunity for people to see the latest fashions in the uh and the uh and their designs and then also latest and the hottest black men in Minnesota <laughs> Right.
0: <laughs>
1: so Natalie how important was it for you during this time to continue this to support your your efforts
2: right so with COVID it really has made it really hard but what my thought. Process was is that, as long as we follow you know what the CDC protocol is with the the facilities and businesses that we're working with, I felt it was really important to just continue that because you know when you have sometimes a gap in in uh, in the midst of whatever you know you might lose a little here but i think to keep the momentum going and and give people something fun to do we're we're wearing masks we're social distancing we're doing all those things but yet we're still being fashionable and you know they have some place to go that that we are following safety so it gives them a chance to get out the house and out of work yeah
0: which is a nice thing to do um, yeah. so the the Black Man Magic that you need tickets for is that correct? Do you want to tell us about yeah. that? Yeah.
2: Yeah, so the tickets are just 20 bucks and um you can get them on our website, um blackfashionweek.mn.com and when you go on there it's the first um you'll see that on there as the next ticketed event I'm and, and as well that. as Good. the the fall of essence uh and the exhibit that will be unveiling on October 1st.
0: Okay, and and I understand there are going to be swag bags too.
1: Yes, and all the swag swag bags, (laughs) right?
2: You know, there's nothing like a swag bag. I always love swag bags. So our swag bags have. a mask with our logo on it. And so we have three different kinds that say Black Fashion Week Minnesota. So you get that um, sanitizer, all those things that we need. <laughs> and yeah. we've got some other couple of goodies in there. So it's, it's, you know, we want to make sure that we're being safe, but if we have to wear masks, be cute Absolutely. and, you know, or be fabulous. And so that's what, what, you know, you wear our mask, you're fantabulous.
1: <laughs> and Natalie, through the progression of all your events now, and, and the time that you've had this, What's been the best story, I think, for the designers that's come out of this?
2: The best story for the designers coming out of this. So, like, um, as far as success, or...
1: Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of them have, you know, you in your history, you've worked with some pretty influential people. It seems like oh. a lot of them are really launching. I saw Houston White, for example, this week had a really great article that was about him. It looks like there's a lot of these designers that have a lot of really complex stories.
2: Yes, and that's actually true, so Houston white definitely one of them inside guy um that's Gerald and he is a young guy uh, actually when i I met him, he was sixteen years old, and I gave him his first opportunity to do a fashion show uh, when I did carl Kani, and he uh he was young, and his parents came and he was uh you know back then he was Same name, everything. And so he's a real big success because he's kind of the, uh, one of the guys that does pop-up shows Mm -hmm. around the Twin Cities and others, and other places too. Um, but I think the fact that, you know, how many 16 year olds do you know that still are doing the exact same thing? And he's now in his mid thirties. So, you know, he's been doing this and passionate about it. So he's someone too. Um, there's a lot of them, um, that, are like a luxury collection um alexis some of her like she's sold pieces to jason de from cco so people are starting to know for his wife and you know they're starting to know who these people are and i think it's awesome but there's a lot of um success stories where they're getting seen and and then there's a couple that people don't know about i don't think but i'm hoping that with this exhibit they You know people will know who they are and
1: with this exhibit i mean i've been able to preview a lot of the pieces that are coming in because we've been planning spaces for them i mean there are beautiful designs everything from gowns to more traditional pieces i mean they some of the the suiting pieces are almost reminiscent of like great outcast videos i mean there's just such great Mm -hmm. pieces i mean you curated such a great audience you know, the good thing about this too is with each one of the designers, when you view the exhibit, you'll be able to see their hashtags, where their information is. So if you I mean it's a really great right. way to also get more connected with that them. That
0: was the one thing I was gonna ask. Will
2: these pieces be for sale? That are in the exhibit? Yes. Yes. And I've I've talked to the designers and yes, um and you can also see if an online most of them do have online um, coverage where you are able to go and see what they do and see some of their other uh, designs. And that's the whole point of getting it out there because you never know who's going to look at that's your website. Right. Yeah. And you never know who will say, oh, wow, you know, I want to do this and, and where they go from there or who they are. So it's a great um, opportunity for exposure. Um, and then just to get followers. Um, I think this is definitely a huge social media thing as well because that's the way the world is going now. Yep.
0: Absolutely. Well, Natalie, we thank you for coming on and telling us about this. The um, Essence of Fall at the Galleria will begin October 1st in the Old Gabbard Space Windows, and it'll be there for the whole month. And Black Man Magic will be at Rosedale on October 3rd. You can go to blackfashionweekminnesota.com. For tickets and more information. And thank
2: yeah. you for being here. Thank with you, us, Natalie. Natalie. Keep up the
1: good work. We're loving all these thank fun projects. Thank you
2: so much. And I appreciate you guys for having me. Um, you guys enjoy your day. Thank, thank you. Thank you. You too. Thank you. And we'll be back with more Shop Girls right after this.
0: See you Welcome back see you to Shop Girls on My Talk 1071 Everything Entertainment. We are here to entertain you. We are. That would be Grant Whitaker that you just heard, our favorite Chop Boy, and I am Harmony Kaplan. Uh, And you know what time it is, Grant? You might think it's 1148. I I might. But that is really not the time. This is the time in the show when we look at different trends, we think about them, we talk about them, and we say, whose look is this? Anyway, give me. She's wearing that outfit. It's time for the shop girls to ask.
1: Can I ask you something? Whose look is it, anyway?
0: Well, I guess we have to start with SJP.
1: Well, before you know, all her
0: friends call her
1: that. Well, and before we start with that, you were really like 100 percent on your delivery today of whose okay. look.
0: I worked. So hard. I know. You were just waiting for me to come back. (laughs) You're like the (laughs)
1: RuPaul of of the radio today. I I
0: try. I try. (laughs) Well, Sarah Jessica Parker really never fails us. No. Because she always has a look that's worth talking about. And she's been very busy this month because she opened her flagship store in South Street Seaport in New York and she's been helping customers. You know it's hard to get help nowadays.
1: I think that's so great. So I do too. I they mean, say that, that she's in there daily.
0: Yes, yes. She's. But what else has she got to do right now? Right. So you know what? She's the
1: probably heck? shopping.
0: Do you think she knows how to actually ring up a sale?
1: Oh, I'm sure she does. I bet she does. I would want to.
0: Yeah. No. And I think that she's the kind of wood that would
1: kaching kaching.
0: Absolutely. It's all going in her pocket, right? <laughs> um, but what she was wearing, I I want to get your take on this because she was. A lot of glitter and metallics, Mm -hmm. okay? She had a glitter-flecked blazer, a cropped blazer. Um, Her shoes, of course, obviously she designed shoes, so she's going to wear... These were her mini, they're called M-I-N-N-I-E, ankle boots. They were very cute. Right. They have the same kind of texture as the blazer. Um, Then she was wearing it with a striped Gray blouse. Her, now they said in this article that her pants were cropped seersucker. I didn't think they looked seersucker to me, but maybe they were. What but was they're interesting, talking about the
1: button? I think it also has to do with the button detail at the top there.
0: Oh, maybe. But what was interesting is they were de- each coming leg from was a stylist. Different. What, what <laughs>
1: coming from a stylist?
0: <laughs> <laughs> what do you know? <laughs> but am I right, or am I just not seeing right that it looks like each leg has a little different um, design on it?
1: It's, yeah, I mean, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, it does. It's,
0: and they're, you know, tight, um, shorter with a with a cuff. And then to top this all off, because obviously she's going to be wearing a mask, she has a lace mask, black and pink, which I have seen her wear before, I have to say. Well, good to know. Yes. And, of course, the mask is by the company we've talked about on the show many times, called Masked, spelled M A S capital Q D which seems to be a favorite of all the celebs so
1: because they're getting them for free
0: that could have something (laughs) to do with it that's how you become (laughs) famous right um okay so do you think this whole thing works I think it absolutely works
1: no I think it absolutely works I mean would it work
0: on anybody though or does it work on SJP
1: it works on her it would work I think to certain degrees on someone I mean I think the thing is Everything works about this outfit. We'll we'll have to post a picture of this. Yeah. It all becomes proportions as well for each person. Those might not be the right proportions for you. They would not be for me if I decided I was going to wear the pump. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it might be a little much. Yeah, a little bit much. Uh, but no, I mean, I think it definitely works. I say this a lot of times. Treat metallic as a neutral.
0: Yes, I can see that. I guess I wouldn't have probably picked that mask out to wear with it.
1: But it's but funky it's okay. and she's funky. The one thing that I I did notice It looks which, good on her. Well, also look at her eye makeup. Yeah. It also kind of correlates a little bit. You gotta have a little fun during these times. Right. You know, it's I, funny, I've watched a lot of Sex in the City during COVID.
0: Oh, and, I'm so glad you continued when you. Well, started that you know, sentence.
1: I mean, I just I had to go back Watch because those. I was thinking yeah. about New York during that time yeah. versus this time, right? With friends in New York and thinking, but it's interesting. There was always Patricia always styled her with something that was always a little off, and I think she's continued that in, in her own, life. yeah.
0: Well, I mean, I think, you know, she looks good. Yeah. There's no doubt. I mean, I don't know that everybody could pull that out. Okay, we've got to get to... I'm never sure if it's Dan Levy or Levy.
1: I think it's Levy.
0: I think it is, too. Uh, Dan Levy, can I say the name of the show? I can't say the name of the show. please don't. S. Creek. There you go. (laughs) It won all... It's not spelled the way you'd think, but anyway, it won all of the Emmys this year for comedy, and he won for... um, Best, I think he won best supporting actor, but he showed up. They had like a little party right. with family, and they were spaced out and all of that kind of thing, you know, distance wise. But he didn't wear just any old suit. No, he wore a kilt. He did. It was it was like
1: a great business kilt. on the top, yeah. party on the bottom. It was. That's
0: what they said. It was by Tom Brown. His stockings didn't match either. No. What did you think of that?
1: I thought it was not a, f- uh, a, a breath yes? of fresh air. You, I did, wait. You
0: didn't think it I was? didn't. I why? did not love it. Would you ever wear a kilt? I don't think so. See, that's interesting because I mean, you certainly take I love, fashion. Well, risk. no,
1: and it's it's funny that we would talk about this show and this character. I I have friends that go, "You are so that character." So oh. it's kind of funny they would say, "I'm yeah. I'm him," um, but no. I why I don't think they're ultimately very flattering. I have enough yeah. fresh air. down there anyways (laughs) I'm good Um, I need to keep you know there's you know I need to I'm good
0: well I you know I guess he pulled it off I mean but to me it looks a little like a costume I guess I'm even though it's you know tailored beautifully and all of that I don't know you know we once talked about a a local person a few years uh, years ago a man who was making skirts for men yes and you know, I'm sure it has a lot to do with society that we're just not used to it and, and seeing men in this kind of look. Well,
1: I think it, it does hearken back to his character as well in the show a little bit. So it's probably a little him, a little that. Yeah. It's all good. I mean, it's not horrible. No. It's just not like something I would want to style Tom from the store down the street in.
0: No, I think you're right. I don't think you're going to see any lawyers in the courtroom. No. Okay, well, that's our take on that. But it's good on Dan.
1: We're not getting guilty.
0: No, we're not. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we have a whole hour left of the Shop Girls, so don't go away. We'll be back right after the news.